Tom sounds like he's rolling in like a, a Dodge 70, like some sort of, I don't know, I'm not a car guy. Some sort of old, old 70s car with like a joint, like a picture in like a, like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas situation. Like a, yeah, yeah like a, a trashier version, an Impala. How can you be trashy? Oh my God. No, man. there's something classy about that Cadillac. Trashier if it's parked in my garage. I'm Big Will, <laughs> heavy hole podcast. I'm rolling too, man. We picked up somebody. Picked up somebody out there on our Easy Rider esque journey to play Jack Nicholson, man. Yeah. I've seen the movie. I don't know if you have, dude. Friend of the show, Ian Coney's. Friend of mine. We, friend, my were, friend, too. Yeah. Come on, I, I, I knew him first. All. We've yeah, met yeah. before. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. Yeah. So, Ian, how are you? I'm doing very well. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I, I told Tom when he, when he was talking to me about this that I felt honored because I really, really appreciate and respect all that you guys have been doing so thank you kindly dude you had that blog where you were drinking beer in the shower and reviewing metal whoa it was very short-lived but it was good incredibly short it was in the beginning of covid it was more like a like a personal zanga for me mm. of of categorizing what i was listening to at the time right. and having a distaste for a lot of the blogs that i was reading at that point i think more than anything else so it's not um, a career it's like a a hustle to build to build now you have a family yeah yeah you... yeah, yeah. I, I have no time to do any well, i was implying that like you know you built your life like out of that shower like, yeah, that's, absolutely. like that's that's how that's how you met your wife and support your family yeah 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 let's, that that one dirty yeah, bath just let's... produced a lot <laughs> let's so go, let's yeah. go with that yeah man. absolutely but I'm you're no metal slouch you're not just a friend you have insight into this world yeah. um that's why we had to yeah. dress up like like motorhead cowboys <laughs> and go drag you out of the desert. I don't know why we started like that. That was kind of odd. But we because I had a frog in my throat for the very first syllable of the show. We had to go find you in the <laughs> desert and drag you back. No, listen. Ian uh, is being brought in. He's a metalhead from Huntington. That's all you really need. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? To be on the, the show. Um, Sorry, Tom. No, that's okay. We've probably also seen more metal shows than anyone else I know. So that's cool. That's yeah. good. You're kind of my show pal. We're, we have a show coming up. We're going with the... Decibel Beer and Metal Fest. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice, nice of you guys to invite me. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The bus is full. I... We're not headed to the desert to, <laughs> nah. to pick up anybody else. Can't do it. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, we're going, go, we go taking the Arizona Trail from Long Island <laughs> to Philadelphia. <laughs> going to the desert and back, man. Yeah, that right. should be a good Ooh. one. Wife's in tow for that one. So that, yeah. that should be interesting. But... We've done a clutch thing where you had, your wife was actually the initiator of picking up tickets to that yes and then we've thrown my wife into the mix so now there's two wives whoa you guys are like a hippie commune now yeah going, yeah, yeah exactly. but they're going to entertain themselves and drink beer yeah while we're drinking beer and being entertained you guys are like you guys are like a like a roving commune like a caravan now man come on people now that's how i come that's on. how i was envisioning love your yeah. neighbor <laughs> come yeah on, dude. yeah exactly it, man. perfect um um but yeah, I mean, to, I like just to echo Tom. Been going to see shows with Tom for I don't know, like 12, 12 years now ish, maybe. And um, outside of that blog, I uh, not that I hang my hat on this, but uh, had a, a metal show while I was in college at Brooklyn College um, for like three years while I was there, like exiting two thousand ten, and I probably stopped that when I graduated in like two thousand thirteen. Um, and then yeah, and then just been seeing a lot of shows. That's uh, that's all I'm hanging my hat on. I believe the yeah the audience is now familiar with like what you got. Yeah, that's so that's we all need, we got. We need to get into please a lot of stuff. Uh, how was your oh, week? Boy. Being one more 
Uh, Will, I don't know. Am I taking over too much? No. I usually don't talk this much on the show. Go, go for it. No, go for no, it. No, how was you, your week? He's got a gun and then, to my head. He's got <laughs> yeah. like an old school like six shooter, like a side piece back in the day. Yeah. Tom's wearing like a poncho and a cowboy hat. That's right. What's a bandolero? That's where you put the bullets in there. He's that's, got, yeah, he's got a, a I bullet belt. Got two in, of them. In, in uh, black Wait, metal speed. I smell a segue. <laughs> yeah, let's take it. Fuck our <laughs> <weeks>. Do that. <laughs> smell a segue. All right. Well, listen, because we are joined here, family, drafted Ian in for his first episode of Heavy Hole Podcast. Welcome to the team, by the way. I don't know if he's still going to be wanting to do this after. Um, Surely. Because we are here uh, for nothing other than. Long Island, and then in search of Long Island Black Metal Part 2, parentheses, Metal Archive Advanced Search Version. I like that. Shout out to the boys at uh, Long Island Heavy Metal History uh, and Tom Meehan for putting me onto that one, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to get nitty gritty, man. If you missed the first edition, we dropped it right around, I think it was around the holidays. I couldn't tell you. Last year, yeah, it was uh, it was forgettable <laughs> for Tom. <laughs> but um we we yeah, we dug up 10 Long Island black metal band. Long Island black metal is that a genre? Is that does it exist? Are there they they're out there. Trust me. I did the research on this one, all right? We and I can verify it. One day they'll have their own vests. Yeah. Tr- yeah their own <laughs> yeah. battle vests. Um few just a couple of quick disclaimers. Like on the last one, not talking black anvil tonight. Respectfully, a lot we got a lot of comments in the social media about Black Anvil the first time. I'll say this, and I say this with all due respect, admiration. I believe Kill Your Idols is a Long Island hardcore band, and Black Anvil is a New York City black metal band. And I say that respectfully, inferring that those guys have conquered two regions. All right? That's all I'm going to say about that. Because I Black Anvil... Di- They've played some cult shows here on Long Island. They did like the NYDM barbecue stuff, I think, out east. But like their their genesis, their you know, they were they're a New York City type. Of, you know, that's just how I feel. I I didn't know that that was something that would be contested. I th- I always envisioned that Black Anvil as being a borough based band. Not- well, they're famously Long Island boys who Got moved it. to okay. Brooklyn. You know, as oh. as so many others. Do. Um, but yeah, so I'm just going to get that off my chest. We do not cover Dimension On, formerly The Forgotten on here, because they are, uh, they don't identify as black metal, just kind of dark metal. But I always say that them and their crew, uh, of, of, uh, um, uh, associates and the people that have been through the band is like the definitive Long Island black metal mafia, if there ever was anything like that. Those mm-hmm. guys are the true OGs. So we're kind of going through... The last episode I gave you guys like what I knew from my research and my history, and I texted a few of my cultist, most old school Long Island friends, and I gave you what they gave me last episode. This time, like I said, the gang on Long Island Heavy Metal History Facebook page, so you know they're over 40 like me, um, uh, uh, inspired me to use this Metal Archive advanced search, so we're going to go through this. But before we get into that, Tom, uh, you're right. Let's not be rude to Ian on his first. Ian, how you doing, man? How was the weekend? What's going oh, on? I'm doing. Weekend was fine. My my oldest son turned eight a mm. few days ago, so the weekend was playing laser tag and, and go karts. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So you didn't let the son's birthday slow down your good time. Is what you're telling not me? Not at all. Not at all. You were out there killing it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I don't all care right. if he had fun. Yeah, it was a great weekend laser tag. Yeah, laser tag and go karts, whether you like it or not, kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tom, what's going on over there with you, man? Mm, 
I don't know. I've just been working a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't this know. Is, this is, uh, yeah, every time. Because I do roast mortem. We've been doing a lot of roast mortems, catching up. Travis is moving back to the East Coast. Mm. Those are always fun. I'm going to welcome him back with frozen fried shrimp. That's awesome. He loves that. Yeah. I know I know that man likes his. We, I'll eat it together. We love it. We have a, <laughs> we'll do a folk metal episode when he comes back. He loves his folk metal. We did do a folk metal episode with Travis at one point. No, we point. did a, an episode with, about atheists. We covered all the atheists. That, the barbecue outside. Yeah. But no, at one point. We did that at Justin's place. Travis we, Travis was like here, and we talked about oh, right, the czar. Right. We did the, um, he was here for the Nero. Wasn't that a, maybe Nero. it was a Patreon. I think it was a Patreon. I forget how that went down. But yeah, we did Nero on that show. And then we did like a crossover thing based on Nero-based bands. That's how I discovered my favorite Satyricon album is The Age of Nero. Which is kind of like tight. it's kind of like an off choice for fans of like I'm not a satiricon guy. I'm just a casual pedestrian. Yeah, well, <laughs> there, that is like a, a LinkedIn plug. Yeah. You know, you put satiricon guy, uh, like, marketing yeah. research. You know, yeah, it's, it's more of those. Yeah, not me. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I haven't been doing much but just podcasting. And hey, good for you. I guess getting drunk while yeah, doing that. One Did some drinks. We last time I saw you last Wednesday, we went out to St. Vitus. You got a little tipsy, <sighs> dude. You I got a few had, drinks. Had a good time. Yeah, and I explained won't. writing off drinks to <laughs> anyone who would listen to me. <laughs> we talked about we talked about tax season. Yes. approaching approaching shortly. Yes, we did. Yeah, man. I um, you've been all right since. Yeah, I well, I've been reflecting on the experience. Um, we are gonna. We did get the opportunity. We interviewed Nick Didkowski. Former guest of the show, we interviewed him like for a, a, an official episode yeah. that you can go back and listen to. But we 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 interviewed him again for like mm-hmm. a spittle Patreon bonus. Talked about movies and stuff. I don't want to give yeah. away too much too much of the beans there. Um, and we got some other Patreon content that night. I'm not going to talk about. That'll go up eventually. Uh, we I don't want to spill the beans on the guest, but we got a pretty big guest. Uh, we um we baffled them with bullshit we bedazzled them with bullshit as they say in the industry honestly i feel like we did a uh like a, a pre-interview because mm-hmm. we ended up talking to that fella for an hour so yeah almost an hour what felt like we already did the podcast it's just in, it's up here um yeah that, that was a good time um after birth last rehearsal Ever. No, last rehearsal <laughs> before we go. I got you guys good. Yeah. Last rehearsal before we go in to record the album. Uh, we had just a few days ago on Sunday. Going to go and re- record with Colin Marston. Uh, of course, um, who else? Um, because uh, uh, Dr. Dre wasn't available. Um, but Colin Marston, uh, always my second pick to the, do- to the good doctor. Um, gonna go in there in April and record the new album. Very excited about that. Just, just watch for reeking or and exsanguinated on the social media. We got big shit popping, little shit stopping, in the great words of Ti. Um, out there. What else? Oh, Tom. You might notice I'm wear I'm wearing a matching sweatpants and sweatsuit. Just pretend I. It's they're both the same color. Yeah, yeah that's exactly fresh. what I. I'm colorblind. Tell the so. listeners I look fresh. You yeah. look amazingly it's not, fresh. It's not TV. You look crispy, um, my friend. But I'm wearing. <laughs> You might remember, rest in peace to the late Steve Grimmett. Yeah. No, sir. Our Grim Reaper. I'm wearing my Grim Reaper gear right now. In honor, I have now booked, I am courting the second Beavis and Butthead video alumni guest. 
Steve Grimmett and Grim, Grim Reaper, we, we interviewed, and we did ask them about the Beavis and Butthead treatment. I'm not going to give away any more hints. It's not Morbid Angel. It's not Guar. Okay, it's not like, you know, don't, you know, but it's 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 actually, I don't know if they're going to guess it. If you can guess it, drop us uh, drop us an email, heavyholepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to guess to our next Beavis and Butthead video alumni guest is actually going to be, they're back with a new album coming out. Send us that email. I might, I mean, might, might maybe we'll hook you up with a prize if you guess it right, man. But we're, we've been talking to them. Um, again, not Guar, not Morbid Angel. You know, you're not spilling the beans, but we're smelling the beans. Yeah, you guys. Well, I, I told you guys to pretend my outfit was fresh. I'm gonna do laundry tomorrow. Okay, that's about it, though, man. Um, but speaking of needing to do laundry, one man black metal bands. Yeah. <laughs> They, they're out there. You know what I'm saying? They exist, man. We, um, as I said, shout to the Long Island Heavy Metal History uh, crew there on Facebook. Um, they gave me the idea of the Metal Archive Advanced Search for Long Island Black Metal. And I got 10 groups here, guys. Um, do we want to just jump right in here? Yeah, just start it up, man. All right, man. Um, st- yeah, start it up. Um, the first band I'm going to talk about is, I guess we'll play the music after we give our... I'm just going to record it yeah. while we're hanging out. And talking. Okay, so I'm going to talk now. Uh, as a Nigan, A-Z-A-N-I-G-I-N, formerly Belial, not any of those Belials from the 90s, but formerly Belial, that might be why they changed the name, from 2010 to 2017, uh, changed their name to A-Z-A-N-I-G-I-N, uh, I guess around 2018, they put out a self-titled EP, 2019, Rise of the Adversary, 2019 album. Um, they're from Long Island. I didn't see much more specific than that, uh, uh, what town, but um, this might be uh, suggestible to black metal fans. This is also part of a crew. You got to look these guys up on Metal Archives if you're a real nitty-gritty black metal Long Island uh, uh, ponderer. Because I guess this is a crew of musicians. Like I said, they used to be called Belial until maybe they realized there's several other Belials from back in the day. Um, and there's other bands they've been involved in. They seem to have their own kind of like secluded, seclusive, reclusive uh, little black metal scene amongst themselves, as black metal bands tend to do. Not a one-man band, by the way. Uh, it was just a good joke to begin with over there. Um, the way I would describe this, melancholy, but not necessarily like shoegazy. Um, no frills, kind of ugly black metal with that kind of like melancholic funeral, like vibe, you know, but, but not, not shoegazy and doomy a little bit, maybe like your older, more like, um, uh, uh, more orthodox Gorgoroth era. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but sadder, uh, with death metal style blast beats that sound very New York, the blast beats kind of like do a death metal thing, a brutal death metal blast beat, which takes it out of its element a little bit. Um, but maybe it's like the New York twist. Um, the only thing I'll say is the melodic parts occasionally get a little too saccharine, a little too sweet for me, akin, which I, I don't want to put anybody, I don't know who these guys are, I don't know who any of these guys are, but that might be the Long Island thing is where these 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 melodies almost bleed into like the screamo metalcore like sappy metal melody i, I hate hey saying man, that everyone's trying to get laid you know i hate saying that <laughs> not me i gave up yeah. but look, no 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 that's why i do this now no listen um i, I got a crush on the yoga lady where i work by oh. the way yeah it's, it's good it's going great i said hi today and then i walked away no i'm come on we're 
Come on, we're, we're we're just doing comedy here. But I'm sorry, guys. Um, we're talking serious things now. I'll let one of you guys take over if you want to comment on this band. Yeah, to step right in. Some of the some of what uh, you were just saying, Will, uh, definitely echoing it. Uh, some of the stuff I I I wasn't aware of them prior to to you guys reaching out and sharing this with me. Um, I noted that as you as you said, sort of, uh, not like shoegazy at all, and I kind of respected that sincerity. I noted that like this was very sincerely satanic as well. <laughs> um, uh, I'm myself not super into like the black gaze U.S. black metal stuff. Like I'm not a Deaf Heaven fan. I don't like stuff really like that. That's why. Um, you're, that's why you're here, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and I'm not sure exactly what song we we're listening to, but uh, that we're going to be listening to at some point. But um, from what was shared with me, there was definitely some like subdued melodic passages um, that I think distanced themselves from what otherwise would be more like post second wave sounds. Um, and it felt very like proto atmospheric. It didn't feel like they were diving into something that was mm-hmm. that was truly atmospheric black metal at all. Um, but like tapping into it slightly with, as you noted, like the sadness in some of the the melodies uh, in a few of the songs that I listened to at least. But I like what you noted with the blast beats. It's kind of like adding the Timberlands to the black <laughs> black Timberlands for that New York edge to otherwise black metal. Yeah. Yeah, brutal blast, more brutal blast beats than you expect, and I like what you said because it's like yeah, the it's very sad and melancholy, melodic, but it never goes that full off of the edge where it's not like it's it's always evil kind of sounding raw black metal. That's that's where I get the because a lot of um not a lot of Gore Growth has a lot of varied sounds, but some of their older albums they have like very melodic sad riffs, but they don't the production value doesn't change. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't. Uh, expand on it with keyboards and blah blah. You know, they it's just a sad riff. You know, yeah. but um, Tom, anything? There's something really tight about the way the drummer is playing, and I think mm-hmm. when I hear a super tight blast like that, my brain in black metal it just goes to that dark funeral thing. It sounds like they could have used a little help on this production, and I know black that's almost like sacrilegious to be even talking about production with black metal. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, at best you get garage band sound or you're on Century Media. It's like there's no in between. <laughs> um, but for what they were going for, I feel like this could have used a polish where the guitars were brought up and kind of cut on the harshness. One of the, the better and more um, uh, kind of stripped down, uh, like, you know, it has, it has a similar vibe to some of the more stripped down quote-unquote second wave scandinavian black metal bands definitely man yeah and Um, i think and i think that worked against it hmm. that's that's what you know and i like you know i like the sound the charming sound of the screaming through headphones and stuff transylvania hunger and all that shit like it sounds good this didn't need to sound like that it would have an advantage if it was on cassette that's the thing made most of this stuff probably but okay (laughs) a-z-a-n-i-g-i-n i'm gonna say as a um, formerly known as Belial since 2010, but this is their new album under the new name Azanijan, uh Rise of the Adversary from 2019 that we've been discussing from Long Island.
Stewart. Now we're ready to talk about Midnight Funeral. Okay. Yep. Okay, next up, I got Midnight Funeral, another band, not specific, just Long Island is what it said on the old uh, metal archives. Um, Visions Through the Dark Memories EP from 2012, a little over 10 years old now. Um, very rough listen. Yeah. The stilted blasting drums to like like two wrong size Timberlands. Like a, like a, like a size 10 <laughs> and a size 11 wide for some reason, like on one foot. Yeah, You're uh, a 13. I'm going to, like, corpse production, like, very, you know, black metal production. I'm going to go ahead and say that maybe this was somebody's, like, first project. And maybe, you know, I maybe they were young. I don't know. This What's is, the member count on this? You got two people in the band. <laughs> two people, all right. All right. Uh, San Ion and Count Leviathan. <laughs> And uh, the lead guitar. <laughs> all right, the lead guitarist is credited with with percussion, not even drums. All right, he's so definitely that- a guitarist. Yeah, so he's a guitarist. He didn't even want to put drums. He just. Oh no, no, no! I'm sorry. Sir Impaler is the drummer. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was doing session work or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so um, and the band is on hold, so you never know. They might come back one day. They got some pictures of themselves. Come in the back swinging. Corpse paint there. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't have much to add to this. This is definitely, like, if you want to hear the most, like, kind of, like, trashy production, garbage lo-fi black, like, this is one of them. I, yeah. I actually did have, and it was very relevant to the mismatch-sized Timberlands. Mm. Um, what I had noted was in the title track that I listened to, first, like, two and a half minutes, um, guitar trem work is, like, limping to keep up with the rest of what's going on. So your so, note so. on, like, this might be their first band. I think makes a lot of sense because I think they don't have the chops to keep up with what they had envisioned when they were writing this one out. Um, and yeah, I, I think it hurts a bit. Um, feels very disjointed after that first two and a half minutes of the title track as well. Um, once it opens up a bit, so wasn't wasn't a super big fan myself. But mm. Sir yeah. Impaler might have just given up on drums after this. <laughs> uh, the bass player needs to. Well, I wouldn't say anything about them, but I would say it made me want to kill myself listening to these fucking bass lines. <laughs> Not even close to what a performance is, or should be, rather. But yeah, I, I uh, when you have that vision, you're laying in bed at night, and you're like, I'm going to start a black metal band. This is going to be so sick. This is like the the first one just not panning out right. Yeah. We'll have to chalk it up to that, because mm-hmm. otherwise it's very sad. This is what happens to a band that sounds like this if they don't kill anyone and don't embrace like like sketchy uh, ideologies. Like they just kind of are there. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. like the music. You know, if the music has to speak for itself, it's not a good look. You know, especially with black metal. It's yeah, like... yeah. Uh, all right, unless you're Emperor or somebody. But this this is not necessarily long. Not necessarily Long Island's answer to Emperor. But um, yeah, Midnight Funeral. Visions through the dark memories. You want to hit him with a little something, Tom? Not yeah. too, not too much. Still with us after that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can only, 
you can make money with that if it's like absurd recorded it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you should, but like you, you just need like a huge, controversial, sketchy, weird thing attached to a, a music that sounds like that to the yeah to do something with and it. And you'd also have to like transport yourself back in time because sketchy shit doesn't sell anymore. Oh it used boy, to. I'm gonna transport myself back in time to some guys that definitely weren't Nazis. Uh, Acred, A K R E D. This is a fun one. From I'm gonna say Eastern Long Island. Um, uh. Members of Grayskull, G-R-A-E-S-K-U-L, is a fun band from Long Island from about a decade ago or so, a little bit less maybe, uh, from the like Middle Island, Shirley, Selden, maybe even out to Patchogue, like the you know the the, the kind of like not not the Hamptons but your East you know yeah. Smithtown, um, the Boondocks, uh, they they were a fun thrash band. And this, I never even realized this, but I was, I found this when looking it up, that some of these guys, at least the singer Brian, I believe, was involved in this. Um, and it's typical of what these guys were. They were just young guys at the time that were into black metal and traditional heavy metal and punk and thrash. And they had a good time with their bands. They had basement shows and stuff. And lo and behold, we have this fun, thrashy, old school kind of, I say it's blackened skateboard thrash. Um, rehearsal room style recording with a pretty decent mix for what it is. Uh, this is probably going to be the funnest listen you're going to get out of this episode. You know, it's it's yeah. it's punk kind of it's 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 it, it for what it's worth. It's it's a good listen, man. And um, these guys are if you want to look up that Gray Skull band too. There was a, you know a little bit of a scene around these guys for a while in Long Island for a few years there. So I'll let you guys. They used to have uh, basement shows in a house that some of them stayed at called Castle Gray Skull. Okay, there you go. That's cool. So I'll I'll let you guys take over from there. I uh, I like what you noted on the like the skateboard element. I I myself in listening, I think they labeled themselves as like black and thrash. Um, and I thought that they leaned a little bit further into like new wave of British heavy metal influence and like heavy metal influence overall. Makes sense. And 2019 is interesting to me because I feel like blackened heavy metal is having kind of a moment right now in the last like two and a half years. Just some bands that that I noted that not to say are super aligned to this, but like. Hell Ripper is on the tip of everybody's tongue right now yeah. from from Scotland, um, which is certainly like blackened heavy metal. Night um, out in the Bay Area, I thought there was some similarity in at least what they were going for, maybe not in the way it came off. And then also Morgul Blade came out with an album in 21. It's like a Lord of the Rings-based Philly band that's blackened heavy metal. The Necrosexual. Grim Jim <laughs> is a member of that band. Yeah, we've yeah. had a past guest to the show. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's interesting. I, I don't think it necessarily correlates completely to those three examples but just the thought of that like black and heavy metal um i thought it steered a little bit more that way than just straight up like black and thrash um and yeah as as you noted well i thought it was a fun listen um for my taste vocals were a bit tough um but but the rest of it super fun i the the monikers i also noted before we started a uh, stud rocks well was the moniker <laughs> of the yeah. vocalist that part i heavily leaned into so it, 2011 it was i thought Oh, my this bad. project, yeah. Oh, ap- apologies there. Yeah, no, no, it's all good, yeah. That makes even more sense. Yeah. It's yeah, heavily no, I mean, before. That, 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 I think that uh, leans into your point a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more of it, ahead of its time in regards to this, like, wave of appreciation on the heavy metal, the new wave of, the, the second new wave, if you want to call it that. <laughs> These young kids love the uh, denim vests with the patches, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I like skateboarding, and they're, they're crushing it. They got a skateboard on this cover. And, um, you know, as for recording stuff, 
it's you could tell they did this all in one go like this is just yeah. uh this is a microphone in a room that's that's very, sick very like, black metal in that regard yeah it's very lo-fi it's a pretty decent mix for what it is lo-fi you know? works when you when it sounds like a fucking band in a room yeah. you know like it's it's when it's put together poorly and also lo-fi that you start going this is this can't I, I for me sleeping at night. I can promise you that this was definitely some young guys, uh, kind of out on their own, living hand to mouth, being in a band, having shows at the house. Like this is, yeah. <laughs> this you know, there, there's not there's not a long line between the aesthetic of this band and the personalities of the members. <laughs> Love you it. So, that says a lot. Yeah. In, in this Long Island black metal series. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, A-K-R-E-D, Acrid, from, I'm going to say, east, mid to east Long Island, uh, Suffolk County, members of Grayskull, man, with, um, what was what was the title of this one, Tom? Um, Spills and Thrills. Ha <laughs> ha, there you there go. There you are. <laughs> that sums it up. Rock and roll. Pushing forward, one of my uh, personal faves of the night. Interesting band, Tenebris Ire. I'm gonna say, um, 2018 release, Pain of Existence. Apparently, the group is from Long Beach. I'm gonna call this powerful, emotional black metal. Uh, and I'm saying this carefully. I don't, I don't want anyone in the band to maybe not like this, but elements of death metal and metalcore in some ways not the way you're thinking though because it has sick mid-tempo parts uh and elements of groove it's not like i'm not saying they have like the you know the emo breakdowns or anything like that it's not pretend like when i say metalcore i mean maybe more of that new york hardcore uh old school new york hardcore combined with metal kind of influence because there's a lot of elements of groove in this um, great production. It sounds great. It doesn't sound like it's intentionally produced bad, like black metal can be at times. Great production. Great songwriting. Um, 2018 makes this one of the more competitive current releases on this list. I could definitely see listeners of the podcast, even ones who aren't black metal inclined, giving this a shot. This was really cool stuff. And I'm curious, like, who exactly is in this band, if they're anyone from other local bands or something like that. I'll leave it there. What you got, Ian? I, I also thought that this was certainly of the mix for tonight, the most like authoritative playing and ownership of the overall musicality uh, across the board with the other bands that we were listening to. I also had noted that it was the most accessible, um, which I think leans into what Will just noted about like some of those groove elements, some of like the hardcore elements that were brought into it. Um, I, I wouldn't use the word commercial, but in the world of black metal, I think it has a little bit more of... Uh, marketability. I don't know how to oh, explain yeah, I mean, it, but you're if you sell fifty copies of your shit digitally, you're commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely not like cave dwelling black metal. You know, absolutely it's, not. It's more black metal informed, kind of like modern uh, metal. You know, it's it's yeah. I wouldn't say any part of this is commercial. That's why, like, I hesitate to use that metalcore word. The only reason I say that is because of some. There's a lot of groove elements. 
that kind of are just inferring the metal. So maybe it's more of an old school metal thing. I don't know. But this is um, a really powerful, great sounding album that um, I think is like more in line with just the regular type of stuff we would regularly recommend on this program and happens to fit into this Long Island black metal episode. Um, Yeah, that's about all I got. Anything else, guys? I I didn't have much when it came to this. Like, it's cool. It's also not my style, so uh, yeah. I think it's well executed, so it kind of speaks for itself. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that's uh, Tenebris I-R-A-E, uh, Pain of Existence from 2018. Long Beach, basically. Very interesting little project that I felt I felt like I kind of like stumbled onto a little secret secret nest in the garden with this one. It's just like I this is a very interesting little thing. It's it's um I don't think it's pretentious, but it's somewhat more like it has a little bit more intellectual depth, I feel like, behind it than some of the other projects here. Not all of them, but just a few of them. Clock Tower of High Wraith. H-I-R-A-E-T-H. Death Rattles of a Lost Age is the album we're, we're, we're talking about. You can get it on Bandcamp. From Roslyn, New York. Almost pushing the boundary and going out to Queens. Yeah. Um, there. But still still Nassau County, I believe. Um, I wrote down this as tinny, shimmering, kind of echoey bedroom black metal with uh, regal doom metal harmonies and punk beats, if you could picture that. Um, very interesting project, hints of melody and some shredding, possibly informed by shoegaze black metal. Um, it's a one man project. My ghoul, the da- the drowned, my ghoul, the drowned is the name of the mysterious musician. The aesthetic is interesting too, because if you look at the song titles and the artwork on the two albums, it has this kind of like dark, um, Kind of like a, like Amer- historical American uh, 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 vibe, like like it almost seems like they're taking what some of the black metal bands in Europe did with the the folklore history type thing, and they're trying to apply that a little bit to America. Yeah, like the Panopticon and stuff. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's got a bit of a theme to it that's atypical of black metal, but I think it actually works pretty well. Um, well, I think atypical of black metal, but trying to adapt a little bit of that folkloric thing to the United States, right? Rather than just be like, I like trees and Vikings too. They're they're mm-hmm. kind of like trying to think about like geographically, culturally, what would be my version of that historical dark angle, and I think they're going for that. You know, yeah. So, I, go ahead. Sorry, I I think uh, if if the solo man here drowned, it was in the reverb that he added. <laughs> For, for fucking days on this one, um, I had fun listening You're a to it. Fit for the show, I, <laughs> making puns on your first time. In. I I did note myself uh, this this was a weird one, but I think coupled with the imagery on like the album covers, 
the crash sound there, it sounded like a two-handed like marching band cymbal when mm-hmm. I was listening to it. It was very strange. Um, I kind of got Devil Master vibes a bit, but a little bit more serious than that because of that like folk backing that you guys noted where it, it did feel like it had this like American historic element to it. Um, and then also I noted that in the first, I listened to, there was like two demos on there, I think, or like two different EPs. Uh, the second one, which is the one that I think we're talking about more, was in I believe drenched in chorus like the guitar work and then the first one I didn't notice that as much like that chorus effect um and I'm not sure if I just misheard that and wasn't catching it in the first one but I uh, just thought that was interesting uh, it was it was definitely the most out there of all the listens I feel like yeah I I thought there was a lot of cool ideas here execution wise it lacked a bit but I only listened to the first EP I got through it and I, I did enjoy it there were some things that were kind of rough on the ears in regards to just like general execution besides like I'm I always talked about mixing I'm a mix engineer like that's where I go to a lot and it's easy with these black metal bands but if I'm to move that aside there's a lot of good ideas in this the execution needs experience to be pulled off better not not bad ideas but is it a great listen? Not really, because it's not executed well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's uh, and I, I don't I don't want to talk shit because it's not it, it has this uh, original kind of thought process behind it, unlike some of the other ones that I had kind of dismissed a little more easily. So that's my two cents. Fair enough. Uh, and we'll leave you with that to be the judge yourself. Um, they have a well-curated Bandcamp page with their two releases. Clock Tower of Hyrath. H-I-R-A-E-T-H. From Rosalind. <laughs> This next band sound reminiscent of Burtsum? Let's find out. <laughs> e- I never saw that. Uh, don't cancel me. I never watched YouTube. Evignet. Uh, E-V-I-G-N-E-T from Nest Concert, New York. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. This is like around where I, where I go to work. Like I know Nest Concert. It's like this is... Quickly, when I had Mike from Dimension on on last uh and we talked about the latest dimension on album we talked about this part of long island kind of like the middle country road um uh like a little bit west of smith haven mall and around that area just strip malls and kind of suburbs behind the highways and strip malls and there's a weird darkness that i can see driving through there at night you know not your forest darkness but it's another kind of weird dystopian concrete you know strip mall uh yeah. post-capitalist society darkness i don't want to get too deep I think with it but we did talk about that you, yeah. as you said with mike zanchelli the first time he was yes. on and it was this weird kind of reflective way to look at long island as being a perfect place for black metal even though yeah. the people might, might not be primed for it there is a depression of the atmosphere here post-industrial kind of yeah yeah so anyway i'm just getting into what i know of Nesconcert, new york um because i've i've worked and and been around that area many years 
Um, Winter Twilight is the name of the 2014 album we're talking about. Oh, no, that's the name of the 2014 album by Evignet. Also, Transgressing Complex Paradigms of Prolonged Solitary Journey, two-song EP, 2018. So as this list goes, this is one of the more current bands. You can find this on Bandcamp. Um, somewhat traditional to the second wave Scandinavian sound, as I implied with my joke. Um, not that I own or have ever listened to or even know who Burtsum is. Um, dark, <laughs> mournful drum machine uh, and kind of well-mixed guitar. Occasional synth, worth a listen for any black metal fan. A little bit hypnotic. Um, you know, I'm, I don't want to get stuck on this one too, too much, but that's, that's all I really have to say is that for people who enjoy that sound of not necessarily a million mile an hour black metal, the more, the more hypnotic drawn out, you know, journey through the woods kind of sound, occasional synths elaborating, this can be a very rewarding listen, uh, if you have the patience. So that, that's what I'll say. And this is one of, I, I put a star next to. I believe altogether four of these is like my personal favorites. Tenebris Ira was one, and this is another. Because uh, it's very majestic and hypnotic. It's a nice listen when you got the candles out and you, maybe you got the cat in there. You know what I mean? Getting cozy. Sorry. Sorry. No, I was going to say it's interesting that you said that you referenced like Scandinavian second wave because of the mix here, I actually thought some first wave stuff like... Um, I got some under the sign of the black mark vibes from Bathory with that like slow down pacing of it mm, kind of yeah. sounded almost like some pagan black metal stuff. Um, I'm not sure if, if there's any tie to any of that, like lyrically, I didn't go that far. Um, I also only listened to a track, so it might've been like, I picked, picked that one, you know? Um, but as Will noted as well, this was one of my more favorites of the bunch. Um, but admittedly that's because I'm not consistently always tracking down black metal. So hearing something that was more mid to slow tempo, uh, I was a little bit more up up my alley. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, moving right along. Now, this is good because we got Ness Concert Racing right next to Smithtown, which is like a real geographical thing. Uh, Din, D-I-N of Smithtown, New York. This one, I believe, is more of a one-man uh, band camp uh, type of band. Self-titled 2015 album is what we're talking about. Long, expansive, droning atmosphere with, like, long samples of people talking philosophy. Yeah. I want to give this more of a chance, but I'm just going to be an ignorant piece of white trash here and say this was above my head. I'm sorry. This is like, this is more maybe better suited for Brooklyn black metal. Mm. You know, I'm yeah. just saying. It's like, I, I not what I associate Get with Get a Long VPN Island. and publish it from Brooklyn. Oh, Long no. I mean, all kidding aside, there is something to be gained here. There's like, there's a lot of, it's very long. And unless you're kind of into it and ready to listen and absorb it, it's not like background music. It, 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 what's mm. funny is the droning musical part of it is background music. But then there's these samples that kind of like, you know, you either want to listen to them or turn it off. Like, if you're not into, like, that distracts from the whole thing. So, um, not my personal favorite, but that's because I am the, uh, 
formerly known as the most ignorant member of New York's premier death space death metal band. <laughs> I was the stupid one. <laughs> uh, but 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 moving on. That's enough about me. Uh, you guys got any thoughts about about, about this one? Um. Man. I I second that. It, it songs were long winded. I saw that most of them were seated between somewhere between like six and nine minutes. And I like I I enjoy Funeral Doom. I'll listen to songs that are like a year fucking long. I that that's not my problem. I think it's a- asking you to be an active listener throughout. Yeah. And I think that's as Will noted. Like it, this isn't something that you could just like throw on in the background. Mm-hmm. Unless like I maybe the way that you would listen to like Mike Francesa in the background. Like you're not mm-hmm. really actively listening to WFAN when he's going and there's little pass. But there's like spoken word in here that's like wait what the fuck I, I need to be catching that and I'm not here for it for a full eight minutes. So it's... I think if it was a little bit more digestible. Um, it would have spoken to me a bit more, um, but uh, maybe I'm just uh, joining you in the white trash bin here. We're de- we're yeah. just low-brow death metal heads who don't understand <laughs> the shimmering brilliance of black metal. We should one-up this by doing a black metal project and just take clips of Jordan Peterson talking. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. I keep hearing people talk about him and Burzum, and I've never, <laughs> never heard anything of these guys. I don't know what that even is. Um, oh, boy. Don't want to lose my bank account. I, so, <laughs> the, the, the one, one thing I will say, a lot of these names are kind of silly. We know that. A lot of black metal names, they try to be somewhat cryptic and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, you know, a lot of them get a pass. Din. I don't like that name. Like phonetically, we're, like music is very primal in the sense where if you're going to present something, it reminds me of something childish. And um, well, do, do you know what a din is? No, I don't. I'm actually usurping you see, your. You, do you see the shit eating yeah. grin that just fucking yeah. appeared on my face? <laughs> oh. what, what's a din? Tell me. Oh, din us, please. A din. <laughs> it's like a, a, a very faint. Echoey sound of like noise and like right now we hear kind of the din of that car alarm. Oh, oh yes, okay, right. Which I was gonna say makes this probably the most act. The name is the most accurate description of the sound okay. in this whole list. You know, like if you if you go to a St. Vitus and you go to a show and they're playing and you walk out front to smoke a cigarette, you right. hear the din of the music. I've yeah. gone from I'm reading Doctor Seuss and going it's all frizzle frazzles to like oh this kind of <laughs> makes sense in this context. I was trying to listen to the like this the 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 sample of the philosopher speaking in this song mm-hmm. and woke up with my finger in my nose and my <laughs> and I'm, I couldn't tie my shoes anymore. Like I just had a, it yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm I'm a stupid man. I don't know why I knew a word you didn't know. But um if you are an intellectual person who has no time for this nonsense, please go Listen to Din, D-I-N, of Smithtown, New York. Uh, go to their band camp. All kidding aside, respectfully, some people might enjoy this more than others. This is the type of thing. You know, in black metal, part of black metal for some people is taking license to do these very personal, very drawn-out, specific projects. Sure. So I, I do have a respect for this at the end of the day. I just want to say this as much as we are laughing right now. Sure. So uh, Din, of Smithtown, New York, with their self-titled 2015 um release on Bandcamp.
right, doggy. Uh, here we go. From Manorville, New York. I like when we go into kind of like the mid to, mid to eastern Suffolk region because that to me is like true Long Island. Mm. You know what I mean? Nassau. I love Nassau County, but that's kind of like Queens Light. Okay, we're gonna be real. Suffolk County yeah. is like that's that's where the real sh- bullshit. I mean, Long Island. They trash did put is, a right? uh, Long Island Welcome Center on the LIE at like. What like, exit, exit 53? 53? Yeah. Where, where it takes an hour, yeah. like an hour of driving into yeah. a three hour of an island. That's because that's the thing. Like they, they, they looked on a, they statistically figured out when you're going to start seeing the Trump flags on the back of the pickup trucks. Right. Yeah. It's like that exit. Let's put the welcome to Long Island thing here. Um, okay. Moving along. <laughs> uh, my favorite band of the list. We've reached them. Uh, Infinite Harvest. From Manorville, New York. New York. Wow. I added an X. I like said that like a Boston guy almost. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of cool. Self-titled 2018 release. They they call this single source black metal. I guess maybe to not just use that term one man black metal, which I like. Uh, very death metal, not unlike Dissection, maybe not unlike Lord Belial, um, not even unlike the first wave bands like Bathory or Celtic Frost, the way he kind of keeps it with this chunky, very often mid-tempo metal vibe. Everything is like a Viking metal. Um, but with an updated production, this project sounds to me like a guy like Tom guy that knows his way around a computer a soundboard he knows how to record things and make them sound nice and crispy there's what really breaks this release up is these cool electronic synthy tribal sounding interludes um that he makes it it's just, i love this fucking project this is awesome uh it's just like the catchiest coolest uh kind of traditional like old school black death metal um like i mentioned celtic frost and bathory but with a little bit more of that swedish death black vibe going on uh well written it's sometimes when you get only one person writing all the music and it's a singular vision i've talked about that many times on the podcast i'm very interested in that because sometimes you just get like a pure artistic creative vision and this is what i feel you got man whatever this was this just sounds like some project that was honed to perfection in the basement somewhere some guy staring at his uh computer and and doing his thing in his in his you know home studio and I'll, I'll shut up now because I'm going to gush a little bit, but this is definitely my favorite of the list. I, I just, really enjoyed this. I want to jump in real quick because I, yeah. I totally second that. Um, you hear a lot of projects that are one-man projects where the person really understands how like how to mix and record super well. This is not that, and because that, there's a focus on the songwriting, um, which is I've heard so many things that sound good that just don't have like a gut or feeling to them. This has yeah. that. So that's nice. It's restrained. It does yeah. like you can tell it's an audio engineer, maybe computer guy, like somebody it's who works. Who's, yeah, they've made a few records. Like this mm-hmm. is this is not what I would call highly polished or anything, but it's close enough, and it's it's from a musician. You can what, tell a musician has really got their teeth into it. So what, I just want a second. What yeah, yeah. What I was gonna say is yeah, like it's it has that sound like it's a it's an audio engineer or producer or some somebody like mm-hmm. that. But it's not like uh, um, it's not like a kid in a candy store. It's not like yeah. pulling out all the stops, using all my little tricks and everything. Right. Like this it, is, yeah. It's musician first, new amateur engineer, which is goes a long way today, and someone who gives a shit about their music. Yeah, instead this, of making something sound super fucking polished. 
So that's tight. really cool project. And if you go to the Bandcamp and look for this, it's under what is that? Say? It's under like a different Bandcamp, like a, um, a label or something. Yeah. Hmm. And there's like one other project that is not death metal at all, and I feel like that might be the same artists like this this seems more like it's just like this person's kind of pet band camp with their projects on it but definitely check this out hell is other people inc so that's their band camp yeah harvest ian what do you think of this one i mean i the the nods to it being like death infused i think is something that um sticks with me like i think my entry into a lot of black metal came with like black and thrash uh i'm 31 so i think when i first started listening to a lot of black metal it was like the most easily accessible stuff like goat horror, toxic holocaust like black and thrash and like black and roll yeah. um, and then i backed my way into black metal by getting to black and death after that and i still really like a lot of black infused death metal so um this one was cool i don't really have much more than that goat horror i think is a great band to bring up in this conversation with this band because they have that same Similar, catchy, but brutal. You just want to, like, you just want to, you know, take your fist like a Viking in the air. You know, it's that that kind of metal. You know what I mean, man? And it's and yeah. but it's but it's brutal and it's ugly. It's not it's not man of war. It's just urgh. there's something so funny about like yeah. goat horror where it's like you could always tell it's a goat horror song, but there's a goat horror song for everything. Like whether it's a <laughs> treadmill or <laughs> every case or taking that cruise in an Impala down the yeah. fucking Arizona highway, like. There is those fucking ass-kicking songs. There's a goat horse song for making pensive conversation with the lady who teaches yoga to the people who work. No, I'm <laughs> true. Come on, guys. Oh, there is. There's, there's God, one. There's there's a, God. Sammy, Sammy's got a ballad for that occasion. Sammy and Good old Sammy and Ben. Okay, guys. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'll let you guys... Any any final thoughts about this? No, I just think it's, it's pretty good. And like I said before, a good idea. When I was talking about uh, Watchtower... Uh, Clock Tower, the other band that we were, we were mentioning, it's like artists coming before production. Like, I'm okay with that. Um, when both are thrown out the window, I will pick a gripe with it. But it's okay to hear good artists produce not the best. I only believe in throwing art and production out the window if it's anal birth. Shout to Adam. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's about it. Um, but yeah, uh, Infinite Harvest from Manorville, New York. Highly recommended. Self-titled uh, 2018 Slim Biscuit did that. I, I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, next band on the. We're winding down. If you're still with us, guys, we're almost there. You uh, do it. <laughs> se- second to last band uh, on our Long Island, uh, Bla- in search of Long Island Black Metal Part 2, um, Metal Archives Advanced Search Edition. Faceless Hatred from Far. Oh, I think, yeah, I th- I'm sorry, Tom. I have my I have it written down in my notebook differently that I sent you on that one. But, nah, cool. um, oh boy. Lis- the listener on full display. The cacophony behind the uh, scenes here. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Faceless Hatred from Farmingdale, New York. 
Green Bastard demo 2012. Do you guys? Did you guys ever watch Trailer Park Boys? Of course. Yeah. Wasn't Green Bastard yeah, Bubbles was... wrestling name? Yeah. <laughs> now all I can picture is this local black metal band named their demo after the Green Bastard. That's pretty um, fun. Okay, so <laughs> this band, and it's so fitting that they're from Farmingdale. Because they have what I call the local band sound. They do. Demo 2012. <laughs> I feel like I feel like these guys were raised in houses that were like right behind the crazy donkey or the downtown. <laughs> and something got in the water. And that's why the band... Like this, the, the sound of this demo just sounds like the crazy donkey and the downtown opening acts. Yeah. Like a metal... Okay. It, it, it has a local band sound. It's like... All right. Hear me out. Guitarist and the drummer love at the gates. Yeah, I I, I wrote with... that down. I wrote <laughs> I wrote down that there was a lot of nods to like Gothenburg Swedish Death yes. here. But but I don't think that was like that was what they I think they were nodding at like Unearth and like <laughs> yes. Kill Switch. I was like, thinking, who, who I was, was nodding Ben Sevenfold. Because yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, yeah. being like fifteen okay. and my and like my drummer friend being like, yo, you gotta listen to Avenge Sevenfold. I was like, what is this shit? Yeah, like, it's, it's I was just getting into metal and I liked Lamb of God and Shadows Fall at that time. I remember hearing Avenge Sevenfold and going, This is more local than me playing guitar in a garage right now. Yeah, I upon the initial listen, like fifteen seconds in, I did exactly what Will just did and said, like, oh, this reminds me of like Gothenburg Swedish Death. This is at the gates originally. I listened a little bit more and was like, oh no, this sounds like like a high school. Uh like it sounds like a high school. Yeah. And then I was like, oh no, no, no. It sounds like Unearth played on on six string guitars. Yeah. Um <sighs> so that that was what I took away from it. Also on metal uh archives, like it listed them as like also crust. I didn't see an element of crust on this they obviously don't understand crust i mean the amount of bands that were labeling themselves grindcore between 2005 and 2010 were just like off the fucking charts never listened to a grindcore release oh, a lot Weird. there as i'm glad we're all attacking I, this the, <laughs> such I, it hit a nerve when <laughs> the nod to like behind the crazy donkey and something in the water <laughs> that oh that was accurate <laughs> it just sounds like a local band like opening act they they like like if you're if you were like doing charades or or like if you were like doing like a twenty questions thing, I'd be like I'd be like they sold a hundred tickets to open up for 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 unearth <laughs> like like you know what I mean like like they just like all like like all their, their their parents and their friends all came and then left right after their set like it just has that vibe, dude. Um, yeah, not deathcore, also not nostalgic death thrash. I wrote melodic festival metal. Oh. <laughs> all right take yeah. that one home so all right, but, all right yeah guitarist and drummer love at the gates whoever was doing vocals was obviously like the cannibal corpse guy like he wanted so like so i i this is my theory i don't know any of this he was doing the low-end vocals and then the one of the other members was like that's too brutal and they had to do like all those high-pitched vocals that were like like doubling up all the time everything yeah and someone in the band was just like a regular Long Island dude that was like, oh, but what about the breakdown? When are people going to dance? I don't understand this. You know? that a, that's not a theory. Yeah. You know these men. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I have you know met them these well. guys over and over. It's like Quantum Leap. <laughs> I, it's always different faces, but like I always know these guys. Um, it's a guy named Alan in the band. <sighs> hopefully, I'm just going to say, hopefully this could have very well been a bunch of 17-year-old kids that were picking on 
Um, but this is the nature of the program. Long Island Black Metal. Faceless Hatred was a band from Farmingdale. They put out a demo in 2012. And it is, if you ever hear us on the show or on other like media platforms about metal and they're talking about lo- the local band, the memes about local bands, like you don't know what that means. This is what it means. It's like kind of like a band that opens up shows for your, you know, when, when like, but like they're not really part of the, the main flow of like extreme bands. Like they're just kind of there, you know, and they have a, like a, a patchwork quilt of influences. So we're listening to this on YouTube. I'm listening. You will hear it in a minute, but Th- thank you for taking one for the team, Tom. <laughs> yeah, no, this is right. <laughs> well, I gotta say, um, this was uploaded 10 years ago. Faceless Hatred, Green Bastard Tape, exclamation point. They could be virtuosos. Um, there's one comment on this video, and I love it. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 fuck, I, I wish these dudes would go back to Cheaters Fives. What is that? Che- does that? I don't know. I guess that was their other band. I'm thinking that is like their old band, and this is someone like from their high school who's like reminiscing on that. Right, exactly. Like so, reminiscing on the, on the eighth grade talent show. Yo, Cheater Fives, so sick. Dude, when they covered that Bush song, yeah, that, that would have been my that would have been my generation. Dude, yeah. when they covered that Avenged Sevenfold song, it's fun because I love like the YouTube. Like usually, there's one or two buffer comments in these very low. Like yeah. we we see a lot of these going. That's where I get a lot of my shit. best tidbits for the the research and and when I interview people, it's like, yeah. dude, YouTube comment sections. There'll always be some guy that was like, I wrote it for them in 1989. Yeah. I remember when this and that and that happened. And da 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 da. Right, and. and uh, you usually get like two or three comments before you yeah. get the dumb one like this. Fuck, I wish they were like 18 again. That's this is the only comment. Yeah, it's the <laughs> only one. This, if, yeah. if that's definitely like the bassist that like yeah. went on <laughs> yeah, 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 went yeah. on literally yesterday and was like, they need to go back to, and he's just <laughs> wishing that that's where they were in life. Yeah. Oh. This is like, it was a lot better. My girlfriend <laughs> liked me then. Exactly. Oh, boy. Oh, God. All right, I'm going to torture uh, the listeners with this one for a bit faceless hatred with green bastard shout the bubbles from trailer park <laughs> We got a treat now that you made it this far. If you if you stuck it out this far, I wasn't going to do it to you like that and end it off on a bad note. This is actually one of the better and more interesting acts and one with more um, prod, more releases to, per, to peruse on this entire list. Uh, Prevenge of Stony Brook, New York. Again, going out, going, going out to, to mid to eastern Suffolk there. I like that. We're in medical school now. Yeah, we're in, yeah, we're in, well, it's not that kind of gore grind, but still, it's not gore grind. Um, Prevenge of Stony Brook, New York has been around since 2009. I, from, just from reading the bio on the Bandcamp and looking at this and Metal Archives, um, I get the impression that this guy has been doing this band maybe since he was much younger, maybe even a teenager or so, and has just kind of kept the project going a lot through different lineups. Eventually it says, I got the hiccups from these Rolling Rocks, thank you. Shout out to Rolling Rock. <laughs> Um, a real quick note, because I, I don't know if Will you were about to say this, but one of the first things I noted when I went to the Bandcamp link was that he said that in 2009 he started this when he was 13. So 
dude was born in 96 was what I took away from that. Um, And with the amount of releases that I also saw on Metal Encyclopedia, that seemed pretty impressive in and of itself. I mean, the dude's pumping out a lot of stuff from the looks of it. I remember when Pearl Jam released 10. I feel very old right now. (laughs) Um... Okay, I'm sorry. I got over my hiccups. Thank you, Ian, for saving me right there with that that, that trivia. I appreciate that <laughs> yeah, trivia. Of course, we hang out all the time. Um, Prevenge, Stony Brook, New York, since 2009, self-titled 2020 album. So this is a very current band. Like Ian just informed us, he's been doing this band since he was 13 years old. Uh, the 2020 album, some of it was tracked in Philly, which leads me to believe maybe the guy has moved on to college or something of that nature. But you're you're, yes, you're from Stony Brook, New York. Where where am I going to go to college? I don't know. You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, but enough about uh, the, these tidbits of knowledge. This band, uh, I'm talking about the self-titled 2020 album. If you go back, he's got many releases, some with other members, some by himself. They kind of, you get to hear the evolution of the sound. This is an interesting project to go back and check out. Progressive, moody doomy sludgy this is what i really wrote about this it always feels like something's right around the corner or under the surface it's very anxious and edgy there's a lot of tension in the sound still black metal like so like the way you know what this actually reminded me and i'm not saying it sounds like this band but kind of there's all these releases some of them are a little different it's a little techy but it's also a little weird and doomy it's something about this whole thing reminds me of Kralis's aura um because it's uh this is uh just a prolific and prodigious uh gifted young musician the music is interesting it's original it's obviously informed by black metal but there's something like more progressive and complex going on i mean progressive i i feel like this is a mixture of someone who really likes um between the buried and me and wants to make black metal there's something about like when you talk about the progressive elements they it has like these disjointed kind of spider riffs throughout um not exactly my cup of tea but i i get it and i think it's actually pretty cool it's the kind of project that um i could get behind making personally you know what i mean it's like maybe just because I, w- I say it's not my cup of tea doesn't mean I wouldn't enjoy, like, participating in playing this kind of stuff. Does that make sense? Uh, kind of. As a musician, I guess I could see that. Like, it's... And that's also one of the reasons why I'm kind of trying to, like... When I brought up Kralis, I'm I'm only putting it there because it's an interesting road to go down. All yeah. right? It's an interesting artistic road to go down. Somehow it just... It feels like it's some sort of newer version of black metal. Um, but within the, within the context of like kind of interesting, artistic, like forward thinking music. Um, and as I said, there's a lot of releases going all the way back to when this guy was a teenager. So, I mean, you can really hear the progression if you wanted to go back and check out some of the older stuff. It's an interesting band. That's what I'll, that's what I'll leave people with. I agree. Totally. what do you think of this, man? Uh, I thought it was progressive, but not in that it was like pushing like a prog element onto black metal. Like uh, this young gentleman clearly isn't uh, walling himself into the constraints of black metal. I feel like, and as as he noted in the bandcamp and will alluded to, like he's like, yeah, like whatever I'm listening to, uh, I, I get some doom in here. I yeah. get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Feels like his little musical project diary where he's like, I can do whatever I want because yeah. no one's stopping me. Sort of. Yeah, that kind of like 
what what I was saying, how like as a musician, like I could get down with playing some of this kind of shit. Like I can I can relate to that where it's like when you want to write music and maybe you don't have the best vision in mind um, for like a concise genre kind of boilerplate idea. So you just write music. That's you know I I I hear something I can relate to in this music. Definitely worth a shot. Uh, worth checking out, and at least a little bit more to it than some of the other projects we talked about tonight. Sure. So that concludes our list. That's another 10 Long Island black metal bands in search of Long Island black metal. That con- that, that, that uh, concludes our uh, advanced search metal archives edition. Shout out to metal archives. Uh, Ian, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, wait, we're not done yet. Oh, we got to play Prevenge. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to give uh, a little death metal tinge to the day. So uh, the the first Thank of you. which, <laughs> the first of which is uh, Carnassus from Sweden. Um, the album is Visions of Infinality. Um, this came out February tenth of twenty three. It was an independent release. It's a full length, and it follows their twenty twenty full length uh, first album release, Dogma of the Deceased. Um, one of the things that I noted was uh, across the board, everyone's labeling it as like tech death. And in my opinion, it's really just more like straight death metal with advanced chops. Like, these guys know how to play. Um, big bags of chugs in here. It's seven string, very heavy on the bottom end. Um, and I also noted that, like, I still think of tech death as, like, unique leader. More often than not, there's no elements of any kind of, like, brutal death in this at all. There's a lot of, like, syncopated rhythms and, like, stop-go hairpin transitions. Um, but I don't really see that as making it necessarily designated as tech. It just makes them like really good at, at playing. So um, the other thing that I noted with this one is I think labeling this tech death kind of shows like the current state of the trend in death metal. I think like baseline is everything is part of this like new wave of old school death metal nowadays. Sure. And if anything feels a little bit less knuckle draggy, <laughs> everyone's always like, oh, that's these, this is technical death metal. It's like, right. no, it could just maybe be death metal that is thawed out a little bit more. Right. I love old school death metal and the new wave of it right now. But I, in my opinion, this is just really good straight up death metal. Um, and uh, all the other blog stuff I read said that it was for fans of like Revocation, Black Dahlia, Archspire. I understand the Archspire nod with the vocals to some degree. Doesn't really feel like Revo to me. It doesn't feel nearly as thrash infused, and I don't really hear too many like jazzy elements. Um, and it, Black Dahlia, I mean, I I guess, but but. I don't know. It just yeah. seems like it, it's in its own world apart from from those three. But those are bigger if names. You like Black Dahlia, you'd, you'd like this for sure. It's not much of a leap. Yeah, exactly. But I I've, I've been listening to it a lot since it came out uh, in in mid February. I I feel like the word like, yeah like the tech death term is getting a little overused now. Like you know what I think about if like if like Cannibal Corpse came out today, like they would be called a tech death band. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's just kinda like any band that's not just like obituary is a tech death band now, you know? Corpse Grinder era Cannibal Corpse, yeah. like they were kind of helping invent technical death metal, but yeah. but just because they were playing their instruments for years. They got better and wanted yeah. to do shit. So it is weird. Um 
Yeah, that that usage. Yeah, word. it used to mean like you know, like you know, decrepit birth or someone. But now it's like any band that just any band that like elevates their riffs beyond like you know the the. I don't know, the bolt thrower demo is like, you know, a technical band now, I guess. I think it's kind of funny that Archspire is like so into the tech labeling because... Stay tech. Yeah, it, it, it works for them, so God bless. But also, it's not like... It's just fast. It, exactly. And that's that's what I feel with that, at least on, on my end. So. Yeah. Like, the, the it's almost like just hyper-fast, classically infused death metal, which is tight. Yeah. It's fine. Not... But the labeling, the 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 hardcore stay tech is like, I don't know, this isn't even that tech. It's not, you know, whatever. It doesn't even matter at this point. It's selling, so good for them. Good band. I don't mean to, I'm not poo-pooing on what they're doing. I'm just saying that. No, not at it's all. Just, it's like the fact that we're talking about this abstraction of that word getting thrown around all the time, and here's a band using it on their fucking merch. It, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I kind of like the bolt thrower idea, because to me, I think right now everyone's baseline for for death metal that are younger kids is like Fourth Crusade. That's like death metal. And if War Master came out today, they'd be like, "That might be tech death." It's like <laughs> not even a little bit. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, just because it's like a little bit more than mid mid pace. Yeah. So right, yeah. Yeah, if it's if you pick up the pace, it's tech death. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But I, you know, this one's fun. Um, it's well done. Yes, I do. So this one's um, upcoming. Um, the artist is Anthropophagus. Um, they're from Massachusetts, U.S. The album's entitled Abuse of a Corpse. It's coming out April 7th of this year, 2023. Um, it's coming out via Headsplit Records. Just a quick nod that I've been pretty ear to the ground on Headsplit recently. They came out with more Biffics, Squirm Beyond the Mortal Realm, in October of 22 for the physical cassette tape release there. Another awesome band. Um, to get back to Anthropophagus, um, this is their second full length. Their first full length came out in 21. It was entitled Death Fugue. Um, just some quick takeaways that I had back from an interview I read in 21 in promo of that first full length. Um, they have two demos that came out before that 21 release. Um, Spoiled Marrow, at the time they were a three-piece in 2019. Their bassist had left, and the follow demo to that was Postnatal Abortion. Um, Shane is the vocalist, guitarist, and for that demo, the bassist as well. The background of these guys is interesting because none of them really were heavily into death metal at all. Um, Shane, who's like the creative force behind it, um, came from Tortured Skull, which is like a speed punk band. Um, the drummer and original bassist came off the back of a band called Idol Tree, which was traditional epic doom. Um, and I think that's really apparent in the first two demos. They're like really bluesy. Um, I don't think that they, that they're, one of the influences that they noted was like Pentagram and Trouble. You don't hear that a lot in the writing, but some of the lead work is like, is bluesy. And uh, in the first two demos, I think they're kind of getting away from that in this next release. There's only one song out as of this recording, so I'm not sure what the full album will sound like. Um, the last note that I thought was really interesting is in that interview, he, he was talking about the gear that he used on the first two demos, and dude was playing a PVT-60 guitar. An Ampeg V4 with a rat, 
which like to me screams like a like a doom band if anything mm -hmm. and then he switched over for the second demo to what he called a cheap ESP explorer with active pickup so it had EMGs in it and then he's playing a VH140C so he went solid state from tube and was hearkening to like cannibal early cannibal gear in my opinion and he threw a tube screamer in front of it got rid of the rat um so like I think that they're trying to push their sound much further into the old school death stuff I'm wondering if that's going to make me like like this album less than a few of the other ones cuz one of the things I that they brought to the table was it wasn't just the maggot stop sound it wasn't just like old school death metal that sounds just like all the other bands that are really trendy right now. Um, it kind of had its own element. So I'm interested to see how it sounds. Um, hopefully you guys like it as well. So. Um, yeah, this is a cool band, man. I am not too familiar with them. I heard the single. Um, real, I like the vocals kind of have a cool, like old school kind of impetigo type of thing to them. Not necessarily a vocal style you hear all the time nowadays. That also sets it apart a little bit. And this band is actually playing coming up. Um, maybe I'm announcing this for the first time. Maybe I'm not. But uh, we're this deep in the episode. I'm going to go ahead. Sunday, May the 21st at the Broadway in Brooklyn uh, at 7 p.m. Anthropo uh, anth oh boy, Anthropophagus with Infandus, uh, Bludgeoner, and Exsanguinated, uh, a band that I'm oh, in. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're fortunate enough. That's how I know about this. I don't think it's been, been announced yet, but... um. The heavy hole listeners are going to keep it secret. I didn't say nothing. What are, what are they going to do? Buy tickets with that information? <laughs> mm -hmm. Better ne not. Necrofest. <laughs> yeah, Necrofest is putting this one. Necrofest presents Anthropophagus, Infandus, uh, Exsanguinated, and Bludgeoner, May 21st at the Broadway in Brooklyn. So I just got to let you know about that one. And this is definitely uh, a worthwhile list. And like I said, I enjoy the vocals, man. It's got a creepy thing going. Yeah, I dig it. Very cool. Thank you, Ian. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. We got a, we got a lot done tonight. We got a lot. We we um and Ian, thank you. You kind of buffered. You you gave you gave the fan you gave the listeners a chaser, two two sweet little chasers there after all that Long Island black metal. Exactly. Um, thank you to all of our um solitary uh creepy Long Island black metal artists out there making this music. Maybe we'll do a long. I, I, we might have to wait a while for Long Island black metal part three because I exhausted my personal connections and contacts for the first part of this which you can go back and listen to from a few months ago now i've exhausted metal archives advanced search which produced more bands than this but this i i had a dark afternoon one day <laughs> going through like which bands from that list we should include here and like which ones are you know we don't even mention so we'll see man maybe in another like few months from now we'll plug in the old metal archives and see if we find something else but this should be if this should be enough to tide them over for a while i think so Especially if they haven't asked for it. But Yeah, yeah. No one asked for this episode. This episode was not requested by anyone on social media. I wanna do like a like a massive Nathan Fielder style joke where I just write a hundred black metal albums and release them under different names and see if you can pull up one and talk about it on the show. Colin Marston has already done that, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Oh boy. So are we. Yeah. Heavy old podcast. Check us out on Patreon. We've been getting more um 
uh, regular and routine about uploading content on our Patreon, which has a uh, uh, everybody uh, one size fits all five dollar a month charge, and we pop up some content on there for you. Um, we're on the social medias that count. Uh, we uh, we got the old heavy hole, heavy hole podcast at gmail.com. The f- voicemail phone number should be in the description wherever you listen to this. Call us up and leave a voicemail, and we'll drop it on you. Um, besides that, Tom, uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you, Ian, for joining me on this, uh, journey tonight, the journey into the, the, the Wednesday fabled, black metal. Yeah. The fabled realms of Wednesday black metal in Long Island. That sounds like a, that like a, like Mulcahy's, you know, yeah. Mulcahy's pub, Wednesday black metal. <laughs> I, I, I would go see that show or tell the person telling me to go to that show that I will be there and I won't actually. I go. would bring Sal to that and tell him Sheer Terror is playing and get him drunk and then leave. Hell yeah. <laughs> and just, just hear about it the next day. That's that, that, that was actually our joke was we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to hype Sal up and tell him Sheer Terror is playing and get him really drunk and then drop him off at like an artsy, like, you know, black metal dissonant show or something. Oh, awesome. That's, yeah, we'll see that's mean. Are you, besides the Decibel Festival that we'll be attending, are you yeah. going to any shows? Yeah, I mean, I I'm hearing for the first time about this upcoming show with the bands that we you heard. All right, well. So so yeah, no, I I want to be at that one. Um, Toxic Holocaust, I'm going to in like August, I think, or something like that. And there's I'll a few others. Yeah. yeah, there's a few others that I saw on the radar. I have three kids, so yeah, you have to. So fuck them. We're seeing metal. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that birthday part. Oh, whose birthday is it? Laser tag. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but thank, uh, thank you guys so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. man. We're gonna. You're sucked into it now. You, there's yeah. no getting out. You're gonna have to do more of these, whether you like it or not. All right. Can't can't get unsucked. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Here we yes! go. That's that's save that for roast mortem. That's next. All right. I'm going home. All right. Oh, shout out to the Roast Mortem guys, man. Shout out to, shout out to Tom Meehan, Long Island Heavy Metal History Facebook uh, uh, group and YouTube channel uploading those old demos. I uh, stopped by, speaking of Long Island, I drove by the guy's crib the other day. I had to take my uncle, I had, my uncle's a large man like myself. I had to take him to the old K&G uh, fashion superstore there in Farmingdale. Um, they, yeah, they sell a lot of Easter style suits and big man clothes um but i but on the way over there i also stopped and dropped off uh to tom Meehan some old uh classic long island heavy metal none of this that we none of this garbage we talked about tonight like <laughs> i <laughs> real obscure actual heavy metal uh from long island's history so you can check out long island heavy metal history on youtube that'll be uh uploaded um probably not by the time you read and you listen to this episode but within the next few weeks man i'll, I'll be talking about it i'm sure running my yap as I always do on the Heavy Hole Podcast, thank you to you, the listener. Thank you to Ian and Tom, my co-host and my co-host slash producer. Thank you to Justin, J-Wall out there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like passed out holding a fishing rod. It's just like, it's like drifting out into the water. Yeah. But he still manages to get the artwork done for us every week on time. And shout out to all other co-hosts uh, and everyone else behind the scenes here at the Heavy Hole Podcast. It is a team. It is not just me, even though I hogged the mic, man. Um, hey, if if I have an opportunity, if I if, if any any time I see an opportunity to get attention, even if it's with the yoga lady from work, I take one. Hey.